Hi, I'm Ryan. And I'm Talia. We are two associate marriage and family therapists under clinical supervision, and we specialize in working with couples. Welcome to It's Complicated, the Couples Guide podcast. Where we debunk myths and deliver truth about couples therapy. Trust us. It's awesome. Happy New Year, Talia. Happy New Year, Ryan. It's 2020. And it's our 20th episode. Hell yeah, it is. Woohoo. This is exciting. Yeah. I'm so uh, glad we decided this. I'm so glad this is working out exactly this way. Yeah. It's almost like we planned it I back know. in May. <laughs> but we actually did it. We did not. No, it just It was literally again. last episode. We went, oh my gosh, it's our next one. It's 2019 the end, yeah. It's going to be the 20th episode, so... Um, yay. Thank you to everyone who's listened this far. Appreciate yes. you um, checking us out through our 20th episode. And our topic is? Premarital counseling. My favorite. Oh, that is your favorite? I mean, yeah. Nice. Nice. I can help prevent people who shouldn't be married. Yeah. <laughs> I adore it. Um, generally because uh, the clients that come in for premarital therapy are very motivated and interested. They're committed to it. <laughs> you yes. don't... Yes, they are. I mean, we're going to talk about the, at least I have some ideas about the different nuances of what that actually looks like. Um, but generally speaking, if people have enough motivation that before they continue into some type of marriage or marriage-esque type commitment, they want to do therapy, like mm-hmm. that's just like, wow, they're thinking ahead. Mm-hmm. They're getting stuff laid down, foundations super strong for, yes. for their long-term relationship. Very cool. Yes. Why do you love it so much? I didn't know that was your number one. I mean, I love all, I like all couples therapy, but I like it because people often at that phase of their life, and I'm not talking like religious, they're Mm -hmm. engaged because I've worked with couples who's premarital to decide if they should even get engaged Mm -hmm. or not. That's more of why this lights up my life because they can really learn and grow from it. Mm -hmm. And couples who come in like, I'm kind of shaky, can come out stronger than ever, or the yeah. ones that shouldn't be together, yeah. uncover things. And should they choose to get married, that's, I mean, of course, it's their choice at the end, but I don't really know yeah. past when they leave my office, unless I get an email or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if they're not supposed to be together, they shouldn't be together. Mm-hmm. And I think therapy is a really great gift to give to your partner that you can leave the relationship knowing we really did try everything. Because so many times couples in general, premaritally, mm-hmm. anytime before marriage for me is premarital counseling. Mm-hmm break up and then they have this longing right Mm. this idealization of their ex-partner oh well what if we would have tried this what Mm -hmm. if we would have tried counseling i think it's a great idea if you are serious try it out it Mm -hmm. doesn't mean there's anything wrong with the relationship Mm -hmm. it's i really want to spend the rest of my life with you let's see if that is compatible yeah so that's why i like it yeah uh that actually inspires some one of the thoughts i had before recording which is um there's kind of two types of premarital counseling or you'll hear me say counseling right. versus therapy, therapy yeah. and actually it's how I differentiate it. Mm. Um, there's times where couples before they're married come in for premarital therapy. Yes. Uh, it's all therapy, but yeah. that's how I look at it where they're actually coming with like a clinical issue. Mm. They're struggling, they're fighting, mm-hmm. there's something going on. Mm-hmm. They're just like any other couple, mm-hmm. which is why I call my work couples therapy in general. It's just, they happen to be not married yet. So things are coming up maybe early in a relationship, but maybe not, but there yeah. you go. Then there's premarital counseling. Again, this is just my language, people listening. This is not like yeah. how the entire therapeutic world identifies these things. But premarital counseling is more, actually things are going really well. We're on track for this marriage to move forward. Maybe we just got engaged or something. Yeah. And we know we want to kind of lay down some more foundation, like I was mentioning. So we just want to go in, get stuff going, and talk about things. And so I di- differentiate those two. 
um, premarital therapy where people come in with just their normal stuff anyway, like I'd see any other day in my office, right. and premarital counselor, like, hey, we're excited for a relationship. We want to grow it and talk about stuff. I like that. I, I don't know if you, if, if you do it that way too, or if you have other versions of premarital work. Um, that's sort of what I've like just seen in my camp. practice. Boot camp? Yeah. It's intense. Well, my understanding from what you've told me what I know about you is yours is, as you say, like a boot camp and in that premarital counseling world, it's, it's hey, we're going to do this stuff and I, oh, I can't wait to hear all about, about it. Everything. everything. Yeah. They have a thousand and one questions to go through. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> Very If you cool. can get through all of those, you can get married. There you go. Um, so cool. Let's let's dive into those two, two sort of camps. Yes. Uh, uh, mostly though the the premarital counseling camp and see how you and I approach it differently. But generally speaking, this episode's all about people who are like, "Hey, I'm, I've been thinking about you know going to premarital therapy. Um, what might you expect when you go and ask a couples therapist for premarital work?" That's hopefully the answer that yes. we give you in this episode. Yes. Um, I think because it's quicker. How let's kind of rule out some of the premarital therapy stuff the way I um label mm-hmm. that camp of things because mm-hmm. uh, yeah that's kind of just the therapy normally okay. anyway right i think so yeah <laughs> to me by all means if you aren't married but you're in a committed relationship or even in a new relationship and you're like hey this person actually is really exciting to me and i'd really like to um make it happen why don't we uh uh go and get some work done because mm-hmm. we're struggling or something mm-hmm. Great. You're like uh, every couple who who's in relationship. Mm-hmm. Come on in. And not a lot changes for me in no. the work. Yeah, it's still going to be the same assessment. I'm still going to ask, like, what's bringing you in? I'm going to do some background on, on both of you. And just like you've heard in all the other episodes, we're going to figure out what is going on in your relationship and then what your issues are. And then I'm going to help you go through that. Yeah. Yes. Uh I just want to acknowledge that quickly and just say like, hey, there's that. That's okay. Please do that. That's therapy. I think therapy would be more infidelity, Mm -hmm. prior trauma, the deep stuff that Mm -hmm. we usually associate Mm -hmm. with, oh my God, you see a therapist? Like everybody should have a therapist at this point. It's 2020. Like go out and find someone. We know the benefits at this point. Yeah. Like just do it. There's no complaint. Like there's no way that you could not benefit from a good therapist, a sound therapist, genuinely listening to you for an hour a week (laughs) prove me wrong like prove me wrong i'll set up a bench argue with me in premarital therapy i think if there is some sort of infidelity some Mm -hmm. sort of prior trauma some sort of deeper seated issue that is more therapeutically Mm -hmm. related versus things are going great we haven't really Mm -hmm. fought like we've had bickering but we're not we're not here for like a serious clinical issue yeah we really want to be with each other and we have to come for religious reasons or we thought it was a good idea Mm -hmm. our friends recommend it you know more of the lighter fluffier we just want to see where our sore spots might be once we are married but we're committed yeah like that's the lightheartedness i think not that don't take it seriously Mm -hmm. but some couples come in and they know it's like we have work to do and some are like we're we really love each other we just got engaged we We just want to make it work yeah we just want to increase the positivity yes yeah so fools i'm just kidding yeah fools (laughs) That's what you think now. <laughs> and and for for me, the the main difference is if, if a couple's coming in and they're in the relationship, they're not married, or but they're thinking about it, and there's uh, strong negativity, there's some kind of cycle that's going on, like lots of fights and stuff, then we are going to address that issue first. Right. But then maybe after we resolve that and those goals are met, then we might move into more traditional 
premarital counseling stuff and be like, hey, cool. So we've resolved all that fighting, all that trauma that was coming up for, for one or both of you. You've learned and grown through that. Awesome. Guess what? You also came here saying, hey, you want to build a life together? Anything we haven't talked about topic-wise, mm-hmm. why don't we yeah. take the next couple of weeks and wrap up your coursework, if you will, your therapeutic work, by addressing some of these things that weren't really relevant to your main issue, um, and then do that. The f- and that's how I'll wrap up that type of premarital right. therapy. The flip to that is if people, like you said, are coming in with some like, hey, we have this positivity, we want to keep it going, we know there's some hints of fights and issues, we just want to like get you know ripped and ready for our commitments for the rest of our lives. I'll flip the order of those things. Well, I'll start with the cool, let's just talk about the issues, which I'm going to dive into and I'm sure your boot camp is going to address. Um, and then if after all of that, we still want to get into some maybe, hey, uh, we discovered some deeper stuff, um, some deeper emotional things that came up. Maybe we'll get into a, uh, a, a deeper level of more therapeutic work. But it's up to each couple, of course. Yes, I agree. Um, that's my long rant. And... Yeah, so if we're setting those different styles aside, let's focus the discussion on premarital counseling. Um, this is for couples who, as we've said, they, they, they found a partner they want to commit to for a very long time, mm-hmm. most commonly in marriage, <laughs> to where like, hey, we want to actually legally get yep. married, and there's this product out there that we therapists offer mm-hmm. that you can come and do a series of sessions to uh, talk about issues that will help prepare you for a lifetime of commitment and a strong relationship. Yes. Um, I'll, as a disclaimer, I say therapists, we have this product. There's also a lot of faith-based systems offer this. Yes. You can go to your place of worship, whichever that may be, and there tends to be spiritual leaders or mentors within the faith mm-hmm. who also have a system to do this. So just mm-hmm. a head, heads up for anyone out there, um, if you're yeah. a part of a faith community, maybe ask your community if you don't already know what that is. They might do some type of premarital work as well within your faith system. Yeah. Um, and oftentimes it's free. In a church, it's required. Most churches will do that. Um, you know, I know that the synagogues have really wonderful rabbi courses. Are they have you? Go th- Sorry if they're not called yeah. courses. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I know rabbis will be wonderful um, premarital counselors in that regard. Um, a lot of different faith systems do that in some way. So one thing. But this faith is, aside, you yeah. This is like I have a not a mandate. That yeah. sounds bad, but you should even just gauge your partner's reaction. That might might tell you a lot. Yeah. Like, hey, babe, I'm so stoked we're doing this. That you, you know, you starting to feel like they're gonna propose or yeah. they have proposed, and yeah. before the wedding buzz uh-huh. happens, like, you know, why don't we go to premarital counseling? Yeah, just watch. Just their see reaction. what happens. <laughs> so we're into it. Why? Why? Why would you go to premarital counseling if things are going good? Seriously, <laughs> I get why not. Just like when I have a therapist. But if why if, I'm, go? if I'm listening and maybe I'm that person who's like, well, wait, but things are good. Like, do I really need this? Like, why would you go? What is there to be gained, and what can you offer a couple who things are pretty decent and they're gonna get married? They're excited to live their lives. Why go? Awareness of what your gridlocked issues are, mm-hmm. because every couple has. I think it's 69%. I'm rounding it up. Mm-hmm. 70%. It's either 68 or 69% of your conflicts that you have in a relationship are not solvable. Mm-hmm. They're going to be perpetual. Mm-hmm. You're a morning person. I'm a night person. Mm-hmm. You tuck your chair in after dinner. I don't. Mm-hmm. Like perpetual things that are going to nag the shit out of us. <laughs> yeah. 
but they're not going to change. And do I love you and value and all the other things are better than that and I can look past it, right? I would like my couples who, even if they're doing really well, it's not going to make them do worse usually. Mm -hmm. You need to have awareness around that because that's where couples go wrong Mm. some of the time is they get married, they think this, then you really let your guard down because maybe you didn't live together before marriage, you Mm -hmm. move in together. Wouldn't you like to know that about your partner ahead of time and be like, wait, this is one of the things that's just about them. It's not, they're not taking out on me. They're not doing it to me personally. This is who they are as a quirky Mm -hmm. person and I can look past Mm -hmm. it. That is far more effective to learn before you get in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. And it's six months of you trying to play nice because you don't want to have your first sight. <laughs> and you're like, if you don't tuck your fucking chair in one more time, I'm going to break it over your head. WWF style, right? Yeah. Like, just me? Okay. <laughs> but you don't want to get into that level of a relationship. I would like my couples, and they do benefit from having awareness of, hey, these topics, these areas mm-hmm. are where you might butt heads This is going to be helpful for you to know so you can start to work on it ahead of time before Uh you get married. And if you have success working through it, awesome. Continue through. If it's such a bad issue where you can't come to an agreement, wouldn't you rather just take off one ring than two? (laughs) Yeah. I love also this idea that you started with of roadblocks. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's what we know based on our field of research. Yes. There are roadblocks in your relationship. Yeah. Period. Yes. You are going to have them. That is not a bad thing. No, that's no two relationship people in relationship is in fantasy. Yeah. So this, what premarital counseling can offer, like you said, it's you can, if you're not at the roadblock yet, because things are going well, you're in your relationship, you're getting ready for marriage. What premarital counseling can do is like, hey, let's look at the roadblocks. And instead of them being in crisis when you come to them, so they're not scary or, or dangerous, mm-hmm. and says, like, cool, we know it's going to happen. The chair is going to be either pushed in or pushed out, depending on who used it last. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know it's going to happen. And in a non-threatening way, you can address it and build that acceptance. See episode 18. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. build, build some understanding and compassion. And then it actually never gets to no. scary or dangerous. If you always yeah. see the behavior that you're like, mm-hmm. if you wear rose-colored glasses and look mm-hmm. at it, it's not going to build into a resentment. Yeah. Yes, it might be like... But then you think about it, that's just who they are, yeah. right? Versus they're literally doing this to piss me off. They wake up every morning. They're like, I'm just, you know what I'm going to do to fuck her day up? I'm yeah. just not going to tuck in my chair. It's going to piss her off. <laughs> Your partner isn't thinking that. Sorry, you're not the most important person in their life. They yeah. are. Everybody thinks yeah. about themselves first. Like, All the time. That it's not a personal thing. So yeah. knowing that ahead of time, the resentment has a less likelihood mm-hmm. of building. Yeah. Not saying it doesn't upset you, but it has less likelihood of building. And if you're in a warm environment where conflict isn't a bad word it's not a four-letter word so Mm -hmm. to speak but you can just bring it up like hey babe whenever you don't tuck in your chair i don't know what it is about it i really don't but it just really upsets me (laughs) can we try for a week to see if you can do it how i feel and then if not what like more communication can happen if Mm -hmm. you have awareness of your pet peeves Mm -hmm. really premarital counseling lets you know what you're going to be peeved about with your partner i personally don't think you have to live with somebody there's high you know Mm -hmm research that shows the benefits and the negatives Mm -hmm. and this and that and i can go into that on a different episode cohabitating Mm -hmm. but like there's you can learn a lot about your partner from going to premarital counseling from asking these questions from going on vacations from visiting them with their family seeing how they interact seeing their family like premarital counseling helps you to realize a lot of the quirks, the benefits to this, and things you haven't talked about because you haven't been asked those questions. Yeah. What would you do if we had a special needs kid? Mm-hmm. I'd rather know that ahead of time mm-hmm. than when I'm giving birth and here we are yeah. and you're like, oh, 
actually, I don't want to raise a special needs kid. Bye. Like, yeah. you, we joke a little bit, but that happens. Yeah. Couples do get that. They find out they have some sort of diagnosis when it's in utero, and the person's like, I'm out. Yeah. And then right? Or I want you to get an abortion. differences like, yeah. can come out. Talk about your values. I want talk to go, about your goods and bads. Just to be clear, because I love the roadblock yeah. analogy. It's all about, you talk about the roadblocks ahead of time, mm-hmm. so you don't, A, crash into it because you didn't know yeah. it was there, or B, you have a game plan of how to get over the mm-hmm. roadblock, plain and yeah, simple. I Those think, two things, in any topic we bring up, is what we're doing in premarital counseling. I think it was two years ago I wrote a blog post called Speed Bumps versus Roadblocks. It was one of my like, biggest hits. Mm-hmm. Conflict in a relationship doesn't isn't always a roadblock. Mm-hmm. Some if you view it as something to get over and your partner views it as something to get over, it's a speed bump. Yeah. If we both can't get over it, it's a roadblock. And if I view it as a speed bump and you view it as a roadblock, then we're kind of it's in a dicey situation because yeah. I'm like, babe, we can easily get over this. Other so person's like, no, nope, we're in conflict. Crossed arms, like this is happening. So it's either a speed bump or a roadblock. The more you can practice learning about your partner and getting mm-hmm. to know this is just who they are, is it really worth? conflicting about i can't change if if the again the chair thing i just there's a chair in the room mm-hmm. so i look over to it if the <laughs> please chair, don't break my chair yeah, no, talia if the chair i love thing, that chair if the chair thing is my my biggest pet peeve about you i think i can look past it maybe right like eventually it pissed me <laughs> off but eventually i might just passive aggressively push it in or this or that or be like seriously yeah. right and i'm not saying conflict doesn't escalate yeah. you throw all your communication stuff out the window yeah. chair yeah right like we all i've gotten to that level in other relationships where i'm like i'm done i'm done being fluffy like yeah. i know we learned this but do the thing i think uh my response to just the examples yeah. you're giving it goes back to acceptance yeah. and and there's a process to go like hey this chair is a genuine issue for both people and yet do you care more about and the that's chair or a your lot of the questions we ask and i ask in therapy yeah. when i'm sitting with couples is how much do you know about each other yeah. and i give the same interview i give to my married mm-hmm. couples when we first do an intake how did you first meet who noticed who mm-hmm. what were some things you liked about each other what were your highlights of your first year to get all of those questions i involve in premarital counseling i want to in a second hear a little bit more about how you do that like what to expect yeah. like a, a new couple coming in um i'm going to highlight mine style a little bit because you actually brought up conflict resolution yeah and i want to just touch on like, yeah that's actually i do an entire session in premarital counseling on conflict resolution um and i'll explain what i mean by an entire session mm-hmm. in premarital counseling uh for conflict resolution though the message i share in that session is every couple has conflict yes just like they have the roadblocks yep and it's not about avoiding the conflict no. It's how do you resolve the conflict? What are your styles of conflict? I shove it so yeah. far down, so far you down. forget about it. Yeah. And um, then she yells at me three weeks later. Come on, so Ryan. it's an entire discussion. It does. Um, so uh, I'll come back to what I mean by my, my sessions and my topics. So I think you're in a similar camp there. Mm-hmm. And you're starting to explain you have a bunch of questions that you have. So let's use this as a history. place to discuss. like what When someone says, hey, Talia, I want to yeah. do... Premarital counseling, we're coming in. You said you have a boot camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does that look like to you? What is your regime, <laughs> regime, mm-hmm. um, your regimen mm-hmm. of boot camp for your premarital couples? Um, I send them probably a five to seven page packet ahead of time. They mm-hmm. fill it out separately. Mm-hmm. I say my rules are definitely no cheating in your relationship and no cheating on this assessment. <laughs> I will know. I've there had couples send in just one. I'm like, no though (laughs) so i it includes a graph Uh like a graph they graph their relationship a ton of questions Mm -hmm. assessments etc ahead of time Mm -hmm. then i get that information back 
I read that ahead of time so I know where we should start in the first session. Because uh-huh. if there's a high level of insight, that takes a different route. If there's yeah. a very low level of insight, we'll take a different route. Uh-huh. It just depends on which questions I ask first. Yeah. They all get answered. Uh-huh. I do an interview in the first session mm-hmm. at intake mm-hmm. how'd you first meet up until now what are yeah. your highs and lows etc yeah kind of yes normal couples yeah intake, normal couples intake what's up with your relationship yeah and then i ask them what do they think their gridlocked issues are mm. where do you notice that you butt heads and have friction mm-hmm. and it's independent of what's going on like a specific i'm not saying case by case i had a really rough day on tuesday and we got in a fight what do you consist we always have blank fight mm-hmm. I ask those, I ask them to list it, I give them a list, they can circle them separately or together. Mm-hmm. We don't go all over it right in that session. Mm-hmm. And then that's usually our first session. I kind of do an analysis. I send them love languages and apology languages in the meantime to fill out before our next session. Mm-hmm. I couple that with all the information I get. So it's a lot of research on mm-hmm. my end and doing like schematics mm-hmm. and charts and like yeah. You know, I just tape it all to my office and have string going everywhere. Yeah, no. But I do a lot of analysis. With a big welcome sign. Yeah. Welcome, so-and-so and so-and-so. <laughs> this is your relationship in graph form. Can you imagine? They're like, what the fuck You have the little party poppers. <laughs> just one. Streamers. Yeah. Just one streamer you throw in their face. <laughs> Yay! I And I look at their attachment style also. I send that. Yeah. So I have a whole couples assessment that I designed uh-huh. probably two or three years ago, uh-huh. I want to say. Um, that they, they take. And if they, honestly, if they can get through that. I know that they're committed. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is testing their patience their level. <laughs> too, because that's yeah. what I want to see. Like yeah. I saw a meme the other day, the per- perfect first date would be going to an escape room. Cause I know how well you work and I know how you treat me under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's genius. But anyway, let me I put stress them, on the system yeah, and I see g- what breaks. <laughs> I give them all these assessments and yeah. then we go through piece by piece and we talk about the gridlocked issues. Mm-hmm. I include a little bit of, it's called Prepare and Enrich, some program mm-hmm. where you talk about finances, kit, the mm-hmm. basic themes. Yeah. I want deeper than that. Mm-hmm. I want you to understand why that is mm-hmm. a gridlocked issue and have awareness of it. Mm-hmm. We work through all of that. And then there's a book I give them that has literally a thousand and one questions you to ask. That. Yeah. There's different chapters mm-hmm. and we work through a chapter or so, mm-hmm. a session or two, and they go through and just interview each other in front of me. Mm-hmm. And that allows for them to feel safe. Uh-huh. Like, I, I'm i going to not get in a fight. Yeah. And they get refereeing of, that's criticism, no. Yeah, yeah. That's contempt, no. Yeah. So it includes marital counseling, yeah. but they haven't had enough years under their belt usually uh-huh. to have these issues built in. They're all hypothetical. It's safer to talk about a hypothetical than it is, I have a reference point in my brain that we've had this fight and I don't want to go back uh-huh. there. We don't have those a lot of the times uh-huh. in premarital, especially if it's your first year. Uh-huh. If it's your first year and you have a lot of these issues, you probably shouldn't be together. Uh Like, ask yourself that. Do we need (laughs) therapy in our first year of dating? Is this something Mm -hmm. I really want to go through? So that's usually how I I do it. I have couples who, a couple right now, um, who are are that early on. Um, I do think it's an important question to answer, though. Like, hey, if this is where we're at now. There's little issues, but if it's like chronic, like bad issues when you need to go in, it's a consideration. Everybody has their own limits. But that's... To go back and summarize, Mm -hmm. I do the interview, I send them assessments, Mm -hmm. or I'll send them articles Mm -hmm. based on that so they get the psychoeducation at the same time Mm -hmm. because some people just don't have the awareness. Mm -hmm. And with the awareness, they're like, oh, yes, or that's actually not what I meant when I put this on the Mm -hmm. assessment. I'm not going to make assumptions Mm -hmm. based on what they've written. Mm -hmm. Then we go through and work on each of your gridlocked issues. 
And sometimes that alone is like, okay, we're doing well, smooth sailing. Yeah, I know this about them. Whatever. We go through the questions. And then we also talk about how to have healthy and effective communication along the way. Mm -hmm. Because I think teaching people Spanish, let's say, Mm -hmm. great. But if you need to know Spanish for medicine or Mm -hmm. Spanish for psychology, I'm not going to waste my time teaching all these other basic words you're never going to need, really. We're going to focus on the specialization. So I make them learn the communication skills catered specifically to what their gridlocked issues are Mm -hmm. and specifically what I'm noticing themes up in each chapter of the book. Nice. Then we go through again. Or I do the book first and then the gridlocked issues, Mm -hmm. whatever I'm feeling. But it all gets answered. So that's basically the boot camp. If you can get through that much work with me, good luck. Mazel tov, see you at the wedding. Is there a (laughs) general number of sessions that you would anticipate Mm -hmm. for that? Or is it really vary just like any other course, uh, couples therapy treatment? It varies. Mm -hmm. I would say at least six to eight Mm -hmm. minimum, probably 10 to 12. Yeah. And it depends because if they really like it and they're doing well and it's sustaining them, I don't mind when couples come in for sustenance and like, this is our date night. We've carved it out. Yeah. We like having our state of the union meeting in yeah. front of you or whatever. Like yeah. I'm here for them and that's fine. I don't think just because you want to see a couples therapist that like you need to, and just yeah. cause you need to, doesn't mean you'll never be able to do it on your own. Yeah. But it does help to have those tough discussions mm-hmm. in front of somebody who is a trained professional, mm-hmm. not your in-laws. Or just knows what to talk about. Yeah. That's, I mean, just knows how to ask things too. That's where I kind of see my main role in uh, premarital counseling coming mm-hmm. from. Uh, and when uh, couples come in asking for that type of thing, I do try to say, hey, you want to plan for about eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of couples find that they enjoy it so much. They yes. want to continue. Yes. Or some cool, um, deep issues came up that were like really profound mm-hmm. that then couples want to keep working on. Exactly. So you might do that. But if you're looking for your basic line of, hey, we want to do this amount of work, get ready, plan for eight sessions yes. minimum, and we'll go from there. Yeah, that's a fair assessment. And, um, and then the way I do it is, is somewhat similar to you. It's not quite as structured, um, and yet it's my own structure too, so it's pretty structured. But I'll have couples come in. We'll do the initial couple assessment like anything to know what's going on. Um, a little bit of background and history to individual assessments um, through questionnaires and one-on-ones. And then one of the things I'm asking at the beginning is, what do you hope to get out of premarital counseling? Because uh, if they're coming in without like a major issue that's motivating them to come, and the motivation is just we want to get ready for yeah. our marriage, then what do you hope to get out of it? And I actually won't uh, dive into that hope yet. I'll note it, and we'll come back to it near the end of therapy, and I'll kind of keep it in my head as we go. A common thing I might hear is, oh, well, we hope to really become closer in this, or we really hope to uh, get to a place where... Um, we're not as scared about this commitment anymore. Those are like some common things I might hear. Cool. I'll note those and maybe I'll, I'll filter in some questions that will address those in our future sessions, but then we'll hit them on the head at the end of the, uh, the um, prescribed sessions. Mm-hmm. Prescribed sessions being what I've hinted at before is it's, it's really just a, a topic, a session. One of the things that we have the privilege of knowing as therapists is what are the things that people don't talk about before they get married? Mm -hmm. What are the potential roadblocks? And so uh, that's really what my my whole eight sessions are about. I don't have a everyone gets the same thing. It does depend on the assessment. Mm -hmm. But the one thing I definitely start with is the first session is how do you 
communicate and receive love, i.e. we've talked about four love languages. It's a wonderful place when people are coming in for premarital counseling to start. Yes. Because unlike when we bring it up in when maybe there's like high conflict or distance in a relationship, when people are coming in, they're like, hey, things are pretty good. I want to develop it. Um, it's exciting and fun to talk about. Yes. Um, it's hopeful to be like, oh, we do this. And then there's some great insight had that's laying the groundwork of, oh, I never realized that this yes. is why I do this. This yep. goes back to, our, if you didn't check yeah. out our last episode, episode 19, um, take a seat with your love language. Uh, check that out. We go yeah. into way detail about yes. both those things, uh, seat and love mm-hmm. languages. But that's a great way to start. They get excited because, again, yeah. there's not conflict. It's yeah. not, well, he knew my love yeah. language was physical touch, and that's why he's denied it for me for two months. Right. Yeah. It's exciting to yeah. learn new things. And yeah. what is the secret to a long-lasting relationship? Yeah. Doing new and exciting things together. Yeah. What more new and exciting things could you do than learning about the person yeah. who's going to be the love of your life? Like, yeah, bonus. And yeah. then your brain's like, oh, my God, I love them exactly. so much. Yeah. I'm going to do all their love languages when we get home after this. Yeah, super right? fun. Yeah. Um, all the while, I am kind of making mental notes about the issues that come up. Yep. Um, and by issues, I don't necessarily mean in a negative way. I'm just noting I'm learning the, the couple. Mm-hmm. And then the second session I'm going to do is going to be um, kind of similar where I want to be getting an assessment down, where I want to be kind of learning a little bit more. And that is, what are your hopes and dreams for the future together? And that's a big deal. Uh, I think all couples tend to have some level of discussion about that. But to be honest, some have zero. They're as far as, well, we want to get married. What else? Like, whatever. So I'll facilitate that discussion of, okay, great. In a year, this is where you want to be. We're about five years. What about this? Depending on what they say, other questions, just I just kind of know to come up. Like, okay, you guys haven't talked about kids yet. What are your thoughts on kids? And maybe that opens a whole discussion there. Who knows? The thing is, though, after those first two sessions, a lot of topics have been brought up that now I've I've noted and maybe kids was a very e- a quick, easy question in the hopes and dreams, and they were on the same page. Um, I'll note that. Maybe it's a, ooh, we haven't thought about that. I'm like, ooh, that could use some more exploration, and it takes an entire session. The point being is I've then come up with like another series of full topics to address. Common ones, and almost ones I almost force, mm-hmm. are um, conflict resolution, like I mentioned earlier. Yes. Um, money and finances. Yes, that's a big one. Sex. In-laws. You mean I'm going to have sex when I'm married? <laughs> Ugh. Why are you having sex now or when you get married? Who knows? No, thank you. In-laws. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Which is a lot of things people don't think to talk about. Do, dude, don't even. Yeah. <laughs> don't even get me started. Don't even get started. <laughs> In-laws. Um, living together. Uh-huh. Um, even if you're, if it's a couple who's already living together, what might change when you're married? Um, that's a big Nothing's thing. Nothing's going to change. Everyone's. Buckle yeah, the fuck there's, up. There's a lot that changes. Yeah. So there's that stuff. So those are five really common ones. I'm sure there's others I'm, I'm forgetting. Um, again, I don't have it like specifically prescribed, but after those first two sessions, it becomes very clear to me what types of things might be need to be talked about. Um, and then we go from there. Uh, after the, the issues that, I, that I've, 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 I've come up with after the first two um, uh, sessions, then I actually... Um, give those to the couple. I say, okay, here's everything in the next few weeks we're talking about. One topic a session. All right, what's mm-hmm. the order you want to do? Yeah. Boom. Yeah. And then what's cool is then the couple has a buy-in and you yeah. kind of know what to expect. Some people are like, oh, sex is last. Like, I'm kind of scared about that. Others some are like, ooh. Yeah. Some are like, that's super fun. Let's yeah. start with sex. That's like preparing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So very cool. At the end of all of those issues, again, it's about eight weeks now, then we take a look at 
let's answer those early questions I had about what were you hoping to get out mm-hmm. of premarital counseling? Were they met? If they're met, maybe you want to be done. If they're not met, let's dive into them deeper, giving all of this interesting connection we've had over the last um, two months. And, or maybe four months, depending mm-hmm. on a lot of people like to do every other week when it's couples, when it's premarital counseling. Right. Um, and uh, if we dive into more of them deeper, then I start offering um, more of my EFT type work and say, okay, they've by now at this point have already learned the way I talk about connection and emotions and stuff just from being in session, mm-hmm. but it's been more content driven anyway. Now it's like, hey, do we want to start getting into these these uh, types of things like what are your core emotions? What are your attachment needs? As in when you're in distress, how do you turn to your partner in these in these moments? Um, and some couples are, are super like, cool, it's done, we're good. Uh, we want to. Others are like, wow, this was so exciting and we feel so connected. We've had the most joy we've had in the last few weeks. We've had the best sex we've ever had in the last few weeks if they're mm-hmm. in a sexual relationship before marriage. Um, they're like, yeah, let's keep this going. And commonly... I'll have couples go like that was really cool. We want to keep this as a thing. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my long sort of overview of, of premarital counseling right. and how I go about it. Main thing is it's a little bit different. Or let me ask. Let me flip back to you because I've been rambling for a while. What would you say is the big difference between premarital counseling versus traditional couples therapy, or not traditional, but you know just ran you know run of the mill couples therapy? How would you answer that question? The amount of knowledge you have about your partner and how much resentment has built mm. and how much grief has built. Yeah. A lot of time when couples come in for couples therapy. They come therapy. in when it's sometimes too late. Yeah. I'm not saying level. always, but yeah. you you don't expect to go to the doctor when you're in stage four cancer and then be like, oh, one session and you're cured. Yeah. Do not wait mm-hmm. until it's too late. I understand there's fear. I understand your probably deep fear is I don't want to go and decide mm-hmm. we're not going to be together. Guess what? If you come in too late, you're probably not going to be mm-hmm. together. Like yeah. you may as well rip the bandaid off yeah. sooner and find it out sooner. Mm-hmm. Heartbreak hurts like a son of a bitch mm-hmm. every time you go through it because you open your heart to this person mm-hmm. and you find out they weren't who you thought they were in your head or who you painted them to be in your mm-hmm. head. They were themselves and you just didn't mm-hmm. want to see it or they hid something from mm-hmm. you and now you're finding it out. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. I've been there. I'm sure we've all been there in our lives. That's still is even more of a motivation, premarital counseling, you don't have those deep-seated fights, potentially. You're living in more of a rosy world that we can maintain and sustain effectively with the knowledge. Premar- or therapy, couples therapy, is usually more something's fucked up in our relationship, help. Yeah, I agree. Most couples therapy starts due to a crisis yes things are so difficult and so hard that we're starting there i i think disconnect yeah. is a crisis yes in, in that yeah. way i'm not crisis is so many different things but True. yeah the point is it's so hard things are so bad we've tried everything we could on our own Last now we're fine doing that versus premarital yeah. counseling being hey uh, we want preventative maintenance. We want the regular health check. We want to yes. get in there and get things going. Yes. Which is why, for me, premarital counseling is so much more topic-driven. We're more exploring uh, uh, thoughts and ideas yes. that maybe haven't come up in the relationship yet. It's an open... Yeah. It's like an open book, in yeah. a sense. The chapters are written, yeah. but it's an open book mm-hmm. versus uh, like just the titles of the chapters, I mean. Then we yeah. go through and write it together yeah. versus like you hand that. me some tattered copy of a book, like a narrative, yeah. basically, that you've already decided. And then you're like, well, no, I'm not rewriting that chapter. There's yeah. more resistance, I think, mm-hmm. in couples therapy. Mm-hmm. There's more 
likelihood that you have resentment built up. Mm-hmm. There's something wrong. It's more, well, this is it. Mm-hmm. Please don't walk into my office and be like, this is our last ditch effort. If it's not this, we're breaking up. That's not on me. Mm-hmm. Like premarital counseling, people have hope. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times in couples therapy, people like it's their last hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I get what you're trying to communicate in that, hey, that's do not this always, before it's bad. Yeah, that's not always the case. What I'll say is the it's resentment, the, attitude. the resistance. I mean, that's, it's, I get why it's there. It's because oh, yeah. it's been hurt, it's been hurting for so long. You didn't talk about all the things you should have been yeah. premarital counseling and now you're seeing the side sure. effects. The difference between you and me is I'm saying there's still hope if you come in with of resentment yes. and resistance. There is definitely hope. So do come yeah. and, and work. The couples might not said, feel like yeah, they have the hope. Yeah. I always have the yeah, hope yeah, for them and I yeah. guide them through it like you do, I'm sure, but mm-hmm. It's your attitude. Mm-hmm. If you face, yeah. co- face, if yeah. you come up to counseling and yeah. you're feeling like, yes, this is awesome. I'm so yeah. looking forward to it yeah. versus like, they cheated on me. Yeah. I got dragged here. Yeah. We're in a crisis. We can't communicate. The in-law, what, yeah. if it's that tension, if you're coming in in tension versus yeah. like, we want to do this because we love each other. Yeah. You're at You ask the difference. Your yeah. attitude is different yeah. most of the time in premarital mm-hmm. counseling. And I'm not saying there's people not resistant to premarital counseling. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of even in faith-based, one person's faithful, mm-hmm. one person's not fidelity, yeah. faith in terms of religion. Yeah, religion yeah. One person has a faith, one person doesn't. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of being dragged along mm-hmm. and their partner's super gung-ho and they're like, I guess I'll go along for it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the willingness. Yeah. Willingness is the big difference as well. Well, and and maybe we'll, we'll wrap on that as that's actually an important theme in both therapies. Um willingness in premarital counseling tends to be higher mm-hmm. um which is why you can get to that nitty-gritty and build foundation that's a wonderful lesson for anyone in couples therapy that that's how you build trust and connection we're gonna go back to that is anyway. all yeah. of that willingness yep and if you're if you're listening to this and going oh i'm not willing do notice that that's a that's because i'm sure it's because there's been past pain there's a lot of grief Mm-hmm. There's something going on where it's not safe right now yep. to be willing to put in. That's okay. Mm-hmm. And know that if you do want to get to a place in a relationship that's healing, there's you're going to be looking for willingness. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the, um, let's call it the... Uh, 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 the the cement mm. that builds the foundation. Mm-hmm. That's one of the big key ingredients of making the cement that will build your foundation is willingness, is willingness yeah. to look at yourself, be skeptical about maybe things I are, are doing could be different or at least be willing to be present in the moment. I agree. There we go. Willingness. Maybe that should be another uh, episode topic. I'll um, write it down as a potential future, yes. guys. Write in, let us know if you're confused by what I mean by willingness and you want to hear a full episode of Talia and I dive into. We're going to give it to you anyway. (laughs) We're doing it. I don't want to hear it. We're doing it. Talia likes it. Okay. It's happening. Talia likes it. It's an episode. I think we should do cohabitation next time. Cohabitation? Yeah. Uh, Cool. Yep. Episode 21. Yeah. yeah. Cohabitation before marriage. So much research on it. There's tons of research and discussions. And there's a lot of um, myths out there or uh, uh, misinformation about what that is. There's a lot of information out there. Some of it you don't want to be true and it is. And some of it actually is not. Or you want to be able, uh, like a lot of it's research based. You want to understand what that means in the research and limitations of it. It's really exciting. Yes. Because if you just see a study, right? How many times do you look at an article? Yeah. This and that. I saw, I told my, I think it was my students before we went on break. 
that I saw this article that was like, jellyfish getting people pregnant. I'm like, this I gotta see. And I read about it, and it was some enzyme that if the jellyfish stings you, it eats away at the effectiveness of your birth control. Yeah. That does not mean... Clickbait. <laughs> jellyfish are getting people pregnant, no. right? There's yeah. a lot of clickbait yeah, on yeah. cohabitation. Yeah. Before marriage, yes. we want to dispel the myths. And it's important, yeah. right? It's Super not cool. necessary. I will just leave it on mm-hmm. that. It's not necessary to live together before marriage. Mm-hmm. It's not. Research backs it. Science backs it. Mm-hmm. And most it. people do it. And there's great success. Interesting to talk about. Yes, there is. And sometimes there's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't. It's complicated. I Look. That's so complicated. Lady, lady. My thing is I want to talk about it already, but we'll have to do it for next episode. But yeah, cool. So that'll be our next episode, 21, Cohabitation um, Before You're Married. Yes. And uh, if you have questions that you'd like to throw our way, we'd love to answer your questions about your relationship and or your therapy. Mm -hmm. If there's a topic you would like to hear from us, let us know. Um, Talia, where can they find us to ask their questions? Uh, you can find us at thecouplesguidepodcast.com, mm-hmm. the Couples Guide Podcast on Facebook mm-hmm. and on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And you can email us at Ryan and Talia at thecouplesguidepodcast.com. Yeah, looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much for listening in the new year. Happy mm-hmm. 2020. See you next time. Bye.